0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of We Go Deep with Kat and Sarah. We have decided just now, just now, uh, to talk about something I'm calling two uses of the mind, which I got that phrase from Linda Pransky, um, who may have got it from somewhere. And I don't know where. She might have made it up. Anyway, so two uses of the mind. What do you what do we got, Kathleen?
1: Ah well, um, we were talking about talking about it a bit before we hit record, and I I think we should just launch right
0: into your example. Hmm. Well, so we were talking about a, a I think a little bit of context. they sort of inspired the use of the mind, like inspired use of the mind, where something just comes to you. You don't have to work anything out versus sitting down and trying to like solve a problem or force something. And there's two different feelings in that, which I actually, just now it's coming to me. I like talking about the feeling. Um, one feels like a forcing and the other one feels like, oh, like a realization or it it came to me. And I had been talking about how I was in a little car accident a couple months ago, and um, it was all of a sudden on the highway. All the cars came to a stop, and there was all these brake lights. And I hit the person in front of me. Nobody was hurt, and we were um, we all drove away. And my wrist hurt, and it was mostly the car. I still haven't got my car back. That oh was the gosh. biggest. That was the biggest consequences. I said, I said to my husband, I'm not sure I expect to ever see that car back. <laughs> Apparently body work takes a very long time. Um, anyway, <laughs> I got off track. Um, I noticed in the last couple weeks how I was very jumpy in the car, like overreacting. And especially if I saw somebody I'm driving on the highway and if they're braking ahead of me. And, uh, the first time I noticed this, I actually jumped in, like, (laughs) I I jumped in the car seat and I slammed on the brakes and which that's not really all that great to do as a driver. Um, but then the next time I'm in the car, I'm doing it again. And I noticed that I was building essentially what was a new trigger Every time I saw brake lights, I would get this fear response and I would overreact. And I remember, so this was a little while ago. I remember being concerned, but I didn't think much of it. So I didn't sit and try to figure it out. But it came to me one day as I was driving and as I watched myself react, came to me that the more, the more I reacted as if, Brake lights were dangerous. The more my brain would believe that, so I was building a new trigger. And essentially, what ca- also what sort of came to me in a flash of realization was that my brain was asking me every time, because your brain doesn't really know until you tell it or give it a thought. Um, it doesn't know about the world around us. It can't see or it can't, you know, on its own. So my brain was asking me, hey, is this dangerous? Because it was that one time. And if I don't react, if I calmly operate the car, slow down, do it, do whatever I need to do, the brain got the message that, no, this isn't dangerous, but maybe be aware. And that response actually tailed off because I didn't react to it when I was initially without thinking about it reacting to it, I was telling the brain that um, it is, yes, it is a dangerous situation. We do need to react that way. We do need to be afraid of it. And so it built that up and built it up. So I found that very interesting. Um, But as far as a use of the mind, yeah, it it, it all downloaded and came to me in a moment. Where oh look, look what I'm doing. I'm creating this right now. And I can uncreate it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I for me it's the uh the words that that resonate in this moment right now for me is the intellect versus mm-hmm. the intuitive knowing, like that inner knower we have. Or the access to universal intelligence, like as you were saying, download. Um, you know, sometimes it feels like it's right there already. The knowing yeah. is there. If I just don't go to the intellect, like I have a, I have an inner knower that's already knows. And then sometimes there's something that is brand new. And that seems to come that that seems to come from you know outside of me in from this universal intelligence. But again, we're not separate from that. That that that's us too. So anyway, is that making sense at all?
0: Yeah. As you were talking about the intellect versus the the knower, the 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 inner knowing, it it occurred to me my experience felt like my intellect was asking my knower my inner knowing is this dangerous and the intellect was going to go with whatever it was i told it yeah i thought and that's pretty cool to see you know we
1: were before we hit record um Oh, you were, you were describing, um, somebody who, um, needed to, is, is caring for a spouse and, and she needed to, uh, or she got the idea that there was something that she could purchase on Amazon that might help with his care. And so when you were sharing that, it, it was like, okay, at some point, uh, wisdom, you know, whatever we're calling it, this universal intelligence, the idea came from, you know, from nothing, right? She, she, she saw this problem and then there came the answer. Um, and then you were talking about all the steps that she went through and when did the intellect kick, kick in, which I thought was really interesting because in my opinion, and I think in yours as well, it's like, oh, Amazon, um. Oh, go to the computer, Uh, type it on the keys. Well, even the Amazon, go to Amazon. Like that isn't necessarily the intellect. You know, that's almost, that can be inspired as well. So I think that as you were talking about the step-by-step process, the question arose for me and I didn't ask you, but what percentage of our day do we actually need the intellect? Like, at what point was she just life was just living through her? Like, she, it was doing it, right? She was just like going with the flow. She was in the zone. She was just go, like the idea came, and then you do this, and then you do this. And it's highly unlikely that she had to go up to her brain and her intellect until maybe, you know, there was some point on Amazon, like, where's that button I'm supposed to push? <laughs> and then the brain has, a, a, you know, the intellect has a memory. But I'm seeing more and more and more, Sarah, that I don't need the intellect for very much in a, in an average day. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised that, that, that there are days where 10% of my day, I really use it, need it. Um, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I'm laughing because I part, I've, I've gone through different um, answers to that where, It was like, oh, we don't need the intellect at all. Oh, we, I think they mesh. I think ideally the the divine intelligence and the intellect mesh together seamlessly where we may not even notice it. Um, Partly why I'm laughing is because I had described to um, someone, a mentor of mine, about my experience with my brain injury that I had eight years ago. And when I was um, still recovering and healing from it, um, I wasn't able to do, a lot of what's called executive function was gone. And so things like, um, the intellect will create programs for like, this is a door, this is how you go through a door, this is how you handle opening the fridge, this is how you, so I, I lost a lot of that for a while, like six months and every time i remember i didn't i wanted a peanut butter sandwich for lunch and i could remember that at one time i knew how to make a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> it, it was completely gone and but the the inspired divine intelligence had me because it would all of a sudden come to me and it felt like a realization feeling i would go oh and my husband would laugh at me cuz i would say things like oh I have to get up off the couch to make a sandwich. He would go, yes, you do. Okay. And I'd get up and I'd stand there for a while. And I go, I have to go to the fridge. I'd be so excited. (laughs) He'd watch me. It was like I had to relearn, but every day I had to relearn again. And eventually it stuck. But so without, yeah, I spent a while with very little intellect and there's a lot of things where we do use it (laughs) just getting like the, how to drive your car, how to just stuff that we don't even think about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But whatever word that you, you described it with that it's, it's all intertwined. It's all enmeshed. It's, it's like, it isn't like I, I, I have I said this not that long ago, like, oh, there's like two operating systems. No, it's all one. It really is all one to me, but the intellectual processes still have, I mean, because we wouldn't have an intellect if there wasn't universal intelligence, <laughs> you know?
0: Well, yeah, and, and often people, um... In this conversation of three principles, or, or whatever, however you call it, talk about how how beautifully we're designed. We are designed with an intellect. Like, it, I don't think we have that by mistake. <laughs> it's just we were trained in school and, and by, you know, parents who think that that's the way to go, we're trained to use it, like, way too much.
1: Yes, that's what I think that's maybe a good value, I I a, a good value to our listeners to to kind of go there. That the when we're trying to rely on the intellect, it usually entails a lot of overthinking.
0: Yeah. And, so it's a feeling that, of overthinking.
1: And there's a and there's a way to live that that doesn't happen as much that you can follow the inner knower and trust it to guide you and then intentional going up into the head thinking isn't required as much
0: yeah that inner knower has a different feeling from the in the head thinking feeling and you can live with the inner knower feeling. It's more to me, it's a flow, it's a smoothness, it's a a lightness, a, a joy, feeling your liveness. And I'm always fascinated by what comes to me in that and uh, in in following it where I end up.
1: yeah, some yeah. cool things, right? Cool places, cool experiences.
0: yeah. As long as those background brain processes keep keep working, then it's all good. <laughs> I'm mostly laughing just because it was like, yeah, that one time when Sarah didn't have the brain working. <laughs> but I spent uh I mean some of it was horrifying, but I spent a lot of time in bliss as well because the the knower was all I had for a while. And it it was there. Wow. Wow.
1: (laughs) So I had a, I, about, I guess it's maybe been almost a week ago. I, uh, did a, uh, two and a half day immersion with a client, a coaching intensive, another name for it. And there were multiple times where, and it was on the first day and, you know, she didn't know me that well. And, And it happened to be in person. This one, happened to be a person. So she's sitting across the table from me and I'm speaking and, you know, I kind of knew what it was I wanted to share or how I wanted to respond. And I found myself like looking up at the ceiling, like almost like looking up into the, Mm. I'm sure people who do um, NLP could tell you based on where my eyeballs were. Right. I don't, I've never studied that. And I I I could not find the word. Like I couldn't find it in my brain. Hmm. So no big deal. I mean, for a moment I thought, did I get enough sleep last night? Did I is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I just I'm looking in the wrong place. I'm looking to my brain for uh you know some. Can something to say, I guess, not really though, but you know, like I was searching up there and it's like something It felt like my brain knew not to give it to me. That's not where the juice is for this woman. And so after it happened and I, there were two or three more times within the first morning Where I couldn't find the word, I couldn't find the word. And I, so I just relaxed instead of like panicking. And then something came through me that was so much better than if I'd gone to memory or, or whatever. And at one point I finally thought, I think I should say something to her, you know, because otherwise she just, because it was a, because it was like, Hey, you can, you too can live like this. You too can rely on something that has oftentimes this this infinite creative potential of the whole freaking universe we have access to that and if we can just let the intellectual mind you know take a sabbatical for a little while you know something really beautiful can can come through and um I'm. I just. I, I want to live like that more of the time. But this was one of the first times that I felt like. It just felt like it happened. It felt like I tried to go to the intellect, and it was like closed. We are closed for business. <laughs> the door is locked. You cannot come in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think it's just giving yourself enough time because we go to the intellect by habit very quickly. And if it gives you an answer, then you go, we're, we're used to going with that, but waiting and seeing, okay, what's, what else is there to me, the going to that different place or I would call it the unknown rather than my memory. uh, It feels like I'm standing at the edge of a lake or like on the end of a dock. And I could dive in, but like, I, I don't know what's there. I can't see below the water rather than going to my memory and that sort of almost my head, head gear spinning feeling, um, going to the lake and seeing, seeing what surfaces, hearing what comes out of my mouth and being surprised by it and thinking, Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, the knowing that we can live from that space is very peaceful. And sort of a ultimate safety feeling like, like or it's always gotcha. You're never without that larger presence.
1: And I think it already always is happening anyway, even if we don't, even if it looks like we're, I mean, I think sometimes as I look back over my life where I think, oh, I was so operating from the intellect. Mm. No, <laughs> not really. It looked like that. It looked like that and it felt like that. And I think that's the difference there. Like the feeling of trying to go somewhere where the answers aren't uh, aren't, or trying to make a process happen. Like when it isn't, that that isn't what's happening. It's, it's like you're in the you're in the river, you know, and the current is taking you downstream um you know and
0: you don't have to make it harder
1: because <laughs> yeah. you're
0: going downstream anyway <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly exactly yeah i had a i had an example today that i i i really 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 wanted to complete a blog post and i have like like five in the works right now. And so I was like, no, I'm sitting down. One of them is one of them is gonna cross the finish line. And it just didn't happen this morning. It just and I was I don't know, doesn't matter. It didn't happen. Um so then I had a couple cancellations and so I had a block of about three hours and I thought, well what am I gonna do with that time? I mean this was after the writing, the writing. And then I had a, then I had some work then I had this break. So in the break, I thought, well, I could go back and write again. Because darn it, it's Monday. I'm going to get this blog post done. And I kind of went, what do you really want to do? What what feels good? My mom's birthday's Wednesday. I'm booked all day Wednesday. So I already have plans to take her sh- lunch and shopping on Friday. And I was like, I'm going to go surprise my mom. Hmm. So I got in the car. And I took her to lunch and then I took her shopping and she's going to be 86 on Wednesday. And she's hunched over with osteoporosis and has some back pain. Um, she, Her eyes lit up when she, when I said shopping, cause she didn't think we were going until Friday and we're going to go again. so there's this ginormous, uh, Bazaar kind of thing with all these boutique stores. So I, she's got her walker. She walked for an hour. Mm-hmm. I looked and I did. I did a little bit of shopping, but I spent the majority of the time just following around and just feeling this love that she can still do it, and how I mean, and to me, it's a miracle with all the pain. But how mm-hmm. much that idea of shopping. And, um, and so then I came back and here I am here and I can just feel that I, I have something to write about. Like I want to, there's, there's some aspects of this time with my mom. So I was trying to use my brain. I was trying to force, you know, Mm. round peg into a square hole whatever you want to, to write and sometimes sometimes you know you do have a project that you have to get done but but I think that um we'll see if I write today next time we're on the podcast I'll let everybody know but I love the the uh just living from less reliance on the intellect because my intellectual processes would have said, no, you're going to see your mom Friday, do this, do that. Check it's Monday. Get some things checked off the list. I mean, I think productivity is going to go up as soon as we're done here. Cause it's still a few hours before supper time here. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like some good productivity is going to happen.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, I think maybe that's a wrap.
1: Um, I'm with you.
0: Okay, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. And if you want to know what Dr. Kathleen writes in her blog, you can probably sign up for it on our website. And if you want to read more about Two Uses of the Mind, I wrote a blog on it uh, a week or two ago. That's on my website at drsaraoneal.com. Yes. So I remember my website correctly. Anyway, so thank you for tuning in and we will talk with you later.
1: Bye. Bye.